Hey, podcast listeners, this is Pastor Freddie T. Wyatt at Real Life Church in Sango. We've got a building being built. Go ahead and drive down Sango Road and check it out and say a prayer for the building, for God's protection over everything. We can't wait to be able to move into our new building in 2024. Would you pause and pray for that building? Grant Louder, Clam Chowder, and I bring you another podcast today. So sit back, crank the volume, and enjoy. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Grant Lauda. Clam Chowda. Good morning. Good morning. It is cold. It's, it's pretty cool outside. Yeah. How do you like it? I love it. I do too. Hundred. I'm I'm such a cold wet. Like last year when we got that like week long where it was like or a few days where it was like 15 degrees high. Dude, I love it. I'll go on like these walks. Interesting. 15 degrees. I don't know if I love 15 degrees, but um, yeah, I I really like it right now while the leaves are still in the trees. Yeah, fall is my favorite. What's mm-hmm. your favorite season? I would say fall. Yeah, yeah, fall winter, but yeah. fall. Yeah, that yeah. fall winter is two seasons. Yeah, two seasons, but I, I just can't get past <laughs> a, a like snow because I don't see it enough. It I have, my experience with snow is only so much to where I'm I'm not annoyed by it. Yeah. So anytime I have it, I'm like I love snow. There's just a, a somberness that snow brings. I love I love a quiet good snow. like nothing is quiet. You can hear you can hear the snowflake drop like a half yeah. mile away. Oh, I love. Yeah, it, it kind of stops everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible actually says like the Lord sends the snow house in mm. to send everybody in to stop from their labors. Yeah. To recognize that he, you know, he is God. Just sit and um, wait. I, uh, when I was a kid, it snowed a lot more here than it does now. I feel like that's the case for was me. That global warming. What is that? Yeah. Maybe global warming. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably get some. Yeah. We would build like giant, like we would build it, like giant igloos. Yeah. And, and this is bad, but we would throw snowballs at the plow truck when it came by because we didn't want him scraping the roads because we didn't want to go to school. Yeah. Because you, you grew up in, in Clarksville, right? I did. I so did. I, I feel like y'all get more snow. I grew up in like Franklin, Brentwood, Tennessee. Yeah. I feel like that area doesn't get as much. I feel like it's cooler here yeah. and there's a lot of wind. It's interesting, that, isn't it? You don't have to go far and it changes a bit. Yep. Yeah. 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 How you doing, man? Doing good. Busy time of the year for work, but yeah. busy, good. Getting it done. Yeah, getting it done. The Diamondbacks um, lost last night. Uh, did you know the World <laughs> Series was going on, Grant? America's national I, pastime. I'll be honest. I did not know until I think I was watching football Excuse me. this past weekend, and I saw the ads. But we had some family over for um, Halloween, and my wife's grandpa was like, can you turn on the World Series? Yeah. And, He's like, you watching it? I said, nope. Here's what. Here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. Two lame teams, too. Yeah, let's well, be honest. Well, like, well, the Diamondbacks, man. Non I love the, for non baseball fans, it's like I got you. Diamondbacks and was it the if Rangers? If you lived in Phoenix, you would feel differently about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Texas Rangers. I will flood. I will receive all of the hate mail I get from Phoenicians. You should. Well, here, here's what I love. Here's a little story to tuck away and to inspire all of our listeners today. Two years ago. Two years ago, both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks were uh, lost over 100 games each. Mm. So they play 162 games, maybe. 
They both, two years ago, lost over so trash. 100 games. Trash. Yeah. Turn it around in two wow. years, right? So what does that mean? That means maybe, listeners, your work life is trash mm. right now. <laughs> maybe you feel like... You got a hundred losses. They had breakthrough. The Lord can turn it around. Breakthrough. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I wasn't going there, but you just <laughs> yeah, went there. I did. That's right. They had breakthrough. W- you wouldn't understand that unless you listened to last yeah. week's podcast. Um, I will say last last thing, and I'll get to the, we can get to the brain dump about baseball. I will say the thing I do admire about baseball. I was a huge Chipper Jones fan when I was a kid. For some reason, He's I love cool, the man. I love the Braves. Swaw. And I remember watching his last game, and I'm pretty sure this was Chipper Jones, his last at bat. And so there's just a decorum I think baseball has. So he went up, and I think the catcher like stood up and went off to the side to give yeah, Chipper his, yeah, yeah. like this is his final right. at bat. And I think it was at in, you in Atlanta. Some baseball. So I was like, okay, that is pretty cool. The pitcher was kind of standing off to the side, hands, but like they were giving him his moment, which I was like, you don't see that in in too many other sports. DJ so. Daniel Cox, you left handed. Switch hitter, yeah, I'm ambidextrous. I'm left-handed, so I think that's maybe you're why left-handed, I like, too. but I write right-handed. So, do you, in, did you play t-ball, little league baseball? I played travel ball all the way through really? middle school. Yeah, did you bat left-handed? I did bat what left-handed. <laughs> I don't know. I just chose a more fi- uh, physically demanding sport. <laughs> Soccer. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's okay, move. brain dump. I'd be curious. Um, does your the first bullet point? Does your community group go through the sermons? So you guys kind of oh, yeah. dive deeper. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'd, I was always like thinking. I was like, so does he kind of yeah. preach I, two years, sermons? When I, when I first started preaching every Sunday, like 15, 20 years ago, I was in a Monday night community group at mm. Mark Rassis's house and Corey Boyd, a friend of mine, was in that group. Both of those guys are brilliant. Mark's a lawyer, and Corey's like highly intellectual. It was the most intimidating thing ever. Rolling in on Monday night and those guys just shooting holes in my sermons. You yeah. Know? It was really good for me, actually, you know, like knowing, okay, what I'm about to say on Sunday is going to get analyzed by the smartest two guys in the room mm. on Monday. And, uh, but yeah, so our community group, we're very practical oriented. But yes, good. to answer your question, yes. Are you able to share Susan's question? Oh, Maybe for us to, to chew gosh, on that. So, because yeah. if you remember it, if not, I'd be curious because I, oh, I thought that yeah. was a cool insight. And a good it, kind of development thing for community group leaders to, man, let other people answer the questions. It, her, the nature of her question had to do with prayer mm. and had to do with, like, if the Lord knows, you know, if the Lord already knows that he's using something for our good and we're praying for, you know, it, it was kind of one of those questions. Got it, got it. And I tried to go, like, deep theologically and the and Ben and Grace Pitts both had like a really simple, straightforward, practical answer that took a lot less time to share, and was a lot more helpful than what yeah. I, you know, wax and waned. I feel like that happens know. quite a bit for yes. me. I'll, I'll talk for like yes. three minutes, and then someone will answer it, and yeah, the whole a single so the, sentence, and like yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry to interrupt there. No, you're the good. the whole point was I made like. I made like a total community group facilitator mistake mm. of just jumping right in and feeling like it's my role as facilitator to answer the question. Mm. It's not our role as facilitator to answer the question. It's to facilitate the question getting answered. Yeah. So I should have just <clears throat> turned to the group and said, what do you guys think? 
you know, and you, and you want to, as a, as a facilitator, you, you know, if somebody spews out a practical answer that, you know, is heretical, you want to clear that up yeah. clearly, right? Yeah. You want to open your Bible and say, well, actually, you know, not that because this, but, but we were just dealing with like practical stuff. And anyways, yeah. yeah, I should have let the community group answer the question rather than trying to answer it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's always humbling. And I think always as <laughs> facilitators, like it's like, great. I don't have to answer every single question. Yeah, I, I did. I did harass Susan a good bit for asking, answering, asking yeah. that question in the last 10 minutes of group. Like, babe, yeah. what are you doing? What are your thoughts on predestination to free exactly. will? Exactly. <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Okay. Um, I didn't, I've actually yet to, one of the bullet points is an update on the land. I haven't clicked the hyperlink and watched the video. So oh, yeah. for those who maybe haven't yeah. or don't get the emails, What's the update on on the land? Well, it's really cool. You know, sometimes when you throw a camera on somebody, they lock up mm. and they start performing for the camera or they just, you know, they don't talk like they would normally talk. Well, we were at Pat, uh, no, it was uh, Sean DeGraw and I were out on the land and uh, we just went out there to pray and to, you know, see what was going on. And uh, Chris, one of the one of the leaders of the whole project came up and he was just talking to us kind of, and Sean was asking him questions. We started answering Sean's questions about what's coming up next, and I just I just threw mm. the camera on him, and he just kept going. Okay, and so it was all, it was like the best kind of like unscripted. We're talking to the leader of the project, and he just gave us like here's what's coming up next, and here's the dates we hope to get this up. You know, and okay. so it felt like a very like raw unscripted conversation with the builder. So if you didn't see that. I actually uploaded it to one of our shorts, DJ Daniel Cox. I threw that little video up on our YouTube shorts. And um, anyways, uh, yeah, so go to the brain dump, click that link, and you'll get like a, you know, from the leader of the project, a little update. Israel is cool. Perfect. Yeah. Why did you not click it? <laughs> just rebellion, mm, I guess. Um, but I have seen that. Do you video. think it was clickbait? You yeah, think it was clickbait? that was clickbait. Um, I think I have seen that video where he's talking about utilities, the slab. Because you're on YouTube. Yeah, because I'm on. Because you're a YouTuber. Email. Yeah, yeah. Email. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. And Do you so hate I, email as much as I hate email? Um, I don't <laughs> mind it for work. Yeah. I actually kind of like it for yeah, work. Okay. But personal. Yeah. I'm like. Well, what are we doing yeah. email wise yeah. for, for like, yeah. why am I sending an yeah. email in my personal life? So yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I think I'm, yeah, I'd rather like Instagram, um, typical millennial answer there. So I, I, I am not a fan of email. I wish email did not exist. That cow's not a fan of email. Either, you hear that? You can hear listeners. Can you hear the cow? <laughs> um, yeah, he's going for it out there. Uh, I wish email did not exist. Yeah. Um, uh, however, as I think as, yeah, yeah, you know what's challenging today about communication is like there's no like central reliable. Here's how everybody prefers to communicate. Mm-hmm. It used to not be that way. Yeah, right. I mean, there was a season where email, like email, was everybody's jam, whether you liked it or not. Yeah, right. Like everybody responded to email in a timely manner, and you know, anyways. And then text messages kind of became that, but it, now it's all just all yeah. it's all jumbled. I, I do have a point here. If I can pull this back in, let me see if I can pull this back in. What was I gonna say about it? Email. Hmm. It's gone. Lost it. It's gone. It had something to do with with email and sending. E- oh, that, this is what I was going to say. <coughs> Excuse me. That's so delightful to hear <laughs> me coughing. Sorry, listeners. Um, the, the, the response that I do get from people about the Sunday night brain dump blows my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind. Somebody wrote me a note, uh, like for Pastor Appreciation Month last month. 
and they said some like basically the note like it was a card, a nice thoughtful card, and it was something about like you know we so appreciate you being our pastor, and we love the Sunday night brain dump. Yeah. I'm like, how random is that? You know, <laughs> and um, but there you go, the people yeah. have spoken. You know, so I um. I, you know, it's funny because when that happens, I ask Susan, I'm like, why do you, th-? you know, and she's like, well, you know, and she reminds me, I'm, I'm very naive with these things and I often lose sight. You know, when you're a leader, you often underestimate the influence that you have. You don't, you know, you, you don't understand the weight of your words, like those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she said, well, I think it's because it's just like stream of consciousness. You talk about things other than church, like it gives people a window into your world, yeah. you know, of, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's fun. To, it's fun to write. Yeah, sometimes I'm more exhausted than others, and I feel like I'm not giving it the the pizzazz that sometimes it has, you know. And so sometimes it feels like this is a boring brain dump, which yeah. I guess is fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what Lauren and I, Lauren, my wife, we love. It's it's organic, and um, I think of all emails, that's the one I'll probably it's read your through. favorite. It's read your through, favorite. read through, uh, but not click. Yeah. Um, I like every morning I'll mark all of my unread emails in person. I'll do a quick scroll to make sure nothing's important and just mark all as read, um, just to get that inbox down to zero. But, um, yeah, love the brain dump. Holy cow. DJ Daniel Cox. I was graced Sunday morning walking in and seeing DJ Daniel Cox in the The, choir. The worship was the worship. It kind of went up a notch Sunday, didn't it? Yeah. It was mere presence on stage. Yeah, it was (laughs) last Sunday's worship was, was special. Um, and so thank you, Daniel, for just being a part of that. And, um, I wanted, I couldn't remember it, but the second song is the one that got me and I wish I remembered it. You could probably pull pull it up up on your notes, but I'll pull it up. Um, and I, this is. I need you to help me work through this. You talking me? Me? Yes, both I'm, of you. I am here to help. I wanted to raise my hands so bad to that song, "Living Hope." Is it living? It wasn't "Living Hope." That was the second song. Maybe the your love never fails. "Living Hope," and then "He Will Hold Me Fast" was the third he one. "He Will Hold Me Fast." Yeah. The third one. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. I wanted to raise my hands, and I think I've mentioned I'm a he pockets hands in pockets traditional. Worshipper, and I wanted to raise my hands. You wanted to, but you didn't. I didn't. So, so, have you done some personal reflection on that? I've done some reflection, maybe repentance. Definitely Good. repentance. Yeah, just. Good. What, what did you repent of? I think it's pride. I would definitely pride. Um, it's like, I don't know. It, I get so into my head. I'm like, I know this is what we're called to do, and I can look around and I see so many people doing it. But it's like when I do it, I, I'm like, oh, that person behind me is probably like, oh, look at him. Yeah. He's trying to be spiritual yeah, and yeah, like look yeah. at him. So it's just like that the enemy and my flesh probably just um, <coughs> battling it away. But I know, I know it's going to be, talk about breakthrough. There, hmm. I, It's going to be some Sunday soon where I'm just going to just force myself and hmm. just raise those hands. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's with, I think I've done it like by myself, yeah. like maybe when I'm standing in the back and yeah. I got to do the seven minute party, I'm yeah. kind of standing in the back and I'll, I'll kind of do it. But when I'm like in the pew, in the chair, do you ever I raise your hands in your alone time with the Lord? I do. Yes, you do. Yeah. So, so it's like a, I don't know if it's a crowd thing yeah. or, well, well you clearly, you just said that, right? Yeah. You clearly yeah. you're, yeah. You're, you're thinking about what do they think, right? Yeah. So what you, what you, what I'm hearing, tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I've heard you right. I'm hearing you say 
you put what the guy behind you, who you may or may not have even known his name. Yeah, I don't. Okay. You put what he thought of you Mm -hmm. higher in priority than what God thought of you in that moment. Is that right? Yeah. Did I hear you right? Yeah. So you're repenting of that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's good to repent of brother. So keep your eyes on me. I'm I'm going to (laughs) be raising my hands. Jesus once said these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Right. So, so what's important is what's going on in your heart in, in Lord may our body match our heart. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're talking about raising your hands, but I'm looking the, at this picture of John, is yes, that John Piper right there? That's right. Young he's John preaching, Piper. He's preaching there. Um, you may, act, the, the Holy Spirit may actually bring you to your knees on Sunday. Yeah. Like in your mind, you may be thinking, well, the, oh man, I just, so I would just, the Holy Spirit may lead you to put your hand over your mouth mm-hmm. and stand in silence before God Sunday. Yeah, there's a, a sermon, I think, a month ago where you started talking about that, just yeah, our body yeah, yeah, mirroring, yeah, yeah, mirroring yeah. what... And, and I appreciate your sensitivity to what God... It sounds like God is wanting to grow and stretch your, your worship of Him. Yeah. And so I hope, I hope that encourages you because... I feel like I'm not alone in that, especially being maybe Absolutely. us men. It's, Absolutely. You know, we look, so um, let's be hand raisers. But yeah, the worship. Hand raisers, hand clappers. Hand te- raisers, tear weepers. Let's be kneelers. Yes. David danced in the presence. Of the, let's, be, yes. let's be totally free in the presence of God and completely obedient to him. Let's, yes. let's worship him with our whole body, whatever that may look like. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of worship with our whole body, regardless of what it looks like, Kayla Martin's post about yeah, yeah, Enzo. Yeah. You got Holy it. cow. I'll just read. A, a sh- I think it's like the first paragraph is. So if you haven't read this and, you know, definitely uh, not sure how you can get maybe Instagram. It looks like it's coach fit underscore. Get caught up with Alex and Kayla's story uh, and just their journey with Enzo. And that picture that I posted was like <laughs> only one. You know, it was like the third post in the swipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of pictures in the brain dump. I think it's the last one, and it's a screenshot of an Instagram post. As tears fled like a running faucet down my face, I began to plead for God's mercy. What I want you all to know is as hard as this was on me as a mom to watch and hear Enzo go through. Enzo has been in the hospital intensive care unit to for some time, getting yeah. surgeries, getting... Um, yeah. A lot done. Um, so as hard as it is as it is for a mom to watch and hear Enzo go through all that, the nearness I felt from God and the true desperation and reliance I had on God to save Enzo in those moments was actually an honor to experience. I never felt more called and more chosen in my life, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit and Christ's love. Like, holy cow, that was like. I think they're doing well. They're back at home yeah, as a family. Home, yes. And like, so to see that just such an, I hope that's just such an encouragement, such an encouragement. Thank you, for thank you Kayla for, yeah. for living your life out loud, vulnerably in front of us so that we can be inspired. Thank you, Alex. Yes. For being Enzo's dad and Rip's dad. And you guys, uh, we love you and we're inspired by you. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, absolutely. And I think the last thing, a quick question from the brain dump, I'd be curious if you had any sort of examples in your walk with the Lord. When you don't know what to, when you don't know what to pray, it's okay. The Holy Spirit will save the day. Do you have any 
experiences or moments where you're just, I think I've actually been trying to like groan. I feel like Lauren and I have been talking in our house and we're just trying to talk through some, and I'm just like, like yep. I don't know. Yep. And so I'm yep. just yep. trusting yep. that the Holy Spirit's yeah. just uh, interceding on my behalf. It's comforting, with, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is. Isn't so it? I didn't know if you had any Well, examples. I mean, I was, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's kind of funny. One was when I was a teenager and a girlfriend broke up with me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I, <coughs> excuse me. Was it your cough? It was my cough. <laughs> hey, come here. Let me kiss you. <laughs> um, no, I had probably given my heart away way too soon to mm. some young gal. And I remember, and I don't know if it was like when she broke I can't remember the circumstances. All I remember was being in such pain that all I could do was sit on my bed and say, oh, God. Mm. And I, I like, oh, God. Like, that's all I could say. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, um, uh, you know, so I, I had no idea what to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lord met me in that moment. And before I got done, I was actually singing a song to God. Wow. It doesn't always happen that quick, right? Like, sometimes you groan for months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the spirit groans for months. Sometimes you don't know what to say to God for months. For me, it was an evening. Mm. And I didn't know what to say, but the spirit, no doubt, was interceding for me in such a way that God met me. He lifted my heart. And and I began to praise God. That was and then in the hospital, when I was in the hospital. There were, there were some days that it's like every fiber of my being was focused on breathing. Mm. I couldn't think about anything else. It was like breathe. Like I'm just, you know, like you and I breathe without thinking about it, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm breathing right now and I'm not thinking about it. But in the hospital, I like, I was struggling so much to breathe. Like that's all I was thinking. I was like, like, like my body breathe, you know. And um, what a what a joy to know that the Holy Spirit was praying for me mm. in those moments. I didn't have words. I didn't know what to say to God. I just, um, yeah. So what a comfort. Yeah. What a comfort that we're not alone. Um. The 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 purposes of God will prevail in our life because of His commitment to us, not because of the strength of our commitment to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What an encouragement. Amen. But that's all I had for the brain dump. I know that kind of segues us um, nicely for the sermon, so not sure if we're trying to take a break. but Yeah, man, we'll take, take a break. We'll come right back. Awesome. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the seas, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. 
O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And we are back. Grant Lauda, Clam Chowda. Hey, this is going to be a short segment, so let me ask you what struck you from the text or the sermon from Sunday. What, What struck you? Yeah, I think kind of what we ended with on the previous segment of it's definitely a hard thing. I think my flesh, I want to maybe work through things and find all possible solutions, which aren't necessarily bad things. Um, But I can lean into that in my own strength and understanding. And I get to these points. but And so I sometimes forget about this verse of like, maybe I'm, I think my current state right now is we have some college uh, students that we invest in that we just love dearly. They're kind of a part of a different ministry. We, we started coming to real life, and now we're investing in real life's college students that we love dearly. And so we have these two groups. And so there's a lot of like, how do we, what do we do? What we want to keep investing in these students. Like, and so there's all these thoughts to where I can like think myself into a hole and like I don't really even know what to pray for. And so I've just been, I'm like, man, there's this incredible promise. I can just groan and just trust that the Holy Spirit's interceding on my behalf with groanings too deep for words, um, which is always just so comforting and just so practical. It's practical. And um, so that was the main thing, because that's probably the most like prevalent, like as you mentioned, different scenarios in my life of like, this is the thing I'm just like, uh, I've got to groan for because I'm just like, uh, there's... We love these. We love all the people that God has placed in our lives, and we just want to honor them well yes, and honor the yes. Lord. And you know, I think He says in Second, First, and Second Timothy, guarding the deposit yes. that has been entrusted to us. Yes. So we're like, okay, how do we do this? Um, so that, so that, just that promise. I mean, those two verses, Romans eight twenty six through twenty seven. Like, man, like I can just go on a walk and just meditate on that alone. And just trust that the Holy Spirit's at work interceding yeah. on my behalf. Thank so you, Lord. just encouraging. Good man. I was struck, by, you know, as our community group talked about how fresh of an idea that the Spirit speaking to the Father is. Yeah, you know, that that's a mystery, right? Because mm-hmm. we we serve our God is one. We serve one God but he exists mysteriously as three persons, yeah. the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. And, and you see often Jesus speaking to the Father. So for some reason, you know, it's it may be easier for some folks to understand that, that Jesus is speaking to the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our group, the concept of the Spirit speaking to the Father was a fresh concept that caused them to go, huh, yeah, God's talking to himself. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You see this at creation in Genesis 1 when God is creating. He said, Let us make yeah. man in our image. So, it, it again, it is a mystery. The Holy Trinity is a, a wonderful mystery, and all we can do is respond in worship. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, But that was, that was, that was good for our group. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever thought. Of, and I or rarely think of, yeah, the Holy Spirit, like, talking to God, like, like the Holy Spirit is God. So, yeah, just that extremely mysterious um, 
principle of of the Trinity, and so just like man, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is also interceding on my behalf as well. So, what is there a difference there? I don't know, but it's all good. Well, I think uh, it I think it informs and shapes like who we speak to as well. Yeah, in the sense of it's not wrong to speak to the Holy Spirit. It's not wrong to speak to our brother Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the but the priority is that we would speak to the Father. Yeah. You know, and that's when Jesus, when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he said, pray like this, our Father yeah. who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, it, again, it's not wrong to speak to the Holy Spirit. It's not wrong to speak to Jesus. But the biblical priority seems to be, the biblical privilege mm-hmm. seems to be that we get to speak to our Father. So what I love is when I'm praying thinking about and even acknowledging, Father, I join the Spirit, mm. and I join the Son in speaking to you now. Yeah. It's a Hebrews that talks about approaching the throne of grace with yeah. confidence. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah. Man, like what? It's like a prayer party. Yeah. You know, like, like when you, I'm here. Like you're totally alone at the bedside, on your knees, and you're joining the Spirit, and you're joining the Son as they intercede for you yeah. as you pray to the Father. Like. It's insane. That's wild, isn't it? Thank you, <laughs> I mean, God. Yeah, just, yeah, it's insane. Just... Well, Grant, here, here's, let's talk practically. The The world that we live in uh, is increasingly chaotic, seemingly. It's uh, increasingly dark, seemingly. Mm-hmm. The values of the world that we live in, in, in our country, are seemingly increasingly secular. Uh, and so what does that mean for the church? Well, it means that we're going to have to be bold, we're going to have to endure persecution. We can't be soft. We can't be a quiet Christian. We can't be, uh, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Mm. And the Apostle Paul in, in Romans 1, yeah. he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And um, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Um So all these great realities that we're talking about in terms of the Spirit praying for us, the context of the text was hope amidst suffering. Mm. So um, we have to be ready as a church, equipped and armed to suffer for the sake of Jesus. But the good news is we have everything that we need to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Spirit praying for us is part of us being equipped to persevere and to endure suffering. Mm. And um, so, so that's what that you know, that's what I really want driven home in the hearts and minds of our people, is, um, you know, Peter said, "Don't be surprised when fiery trials come upon you. Like, don't be surprised." Jesus said, "They hated me; they're going to hate you." Right? Like the goal of our Christian faith is not to be hated and persecuted. Yeah. It's not the goal, right? It's not like how annoying can you be to bring on the persecution sooner, right? Like that is not the goal. <laughs> yeah. We want to be winsome witnesses. Uh, but it's, it's, it's promised, yeah. you know? And, and so there's a sense in which, you know, we can be as gentle, as loving, as wise, as winsome and persecution will still come. Um, we, we must not fear the persecution that comes And the, the fact that the spirit's praying for us is an encouragement to endure that persecution, not to mm-hmm. throw in the towel in our faith. And, um, you know, Jesus said the Holy Spirit himself will give us words to yeah. say. Jesus said, don't fear him who can kill the body, mm. but fear him who can cast both body and soul into hell. And so uh, I just think as a church, we have to be ready to be clear and to be courageous mm. 
And one of the things that empowers empowers us to be clear and courageous is the reality that the Spirit intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray. Yeah, yeah. We kind of heard some cool stories this morning in the men's discipleship of this just interesting. I don't know what to be paradox, I guess, of suffering. Like we've been reflecting on maybe moments in our life where we've been suffering and just the external circumstances were hard. But then we're like, man, that's when I felt closest to God. We just read Kayla and Alex's story with Enzo. Like this is when I feel closest to God. And I just always makes me think of second Corinthians one, um, where Paul is talking about in verse nine, indeed we felt that we had received the sentence of death, Mm. but that was to make us rely not Mm. on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. What's that text? Second Corinthians one, nine. So powerful. And so, like you said, like we have all this, we have all the equipment we need. We have the Holy spirit interceding on our behalf. And so, um, it's always just a somber, um, encouraging reminder Dude, that might be the next text I try to memorize. Second Corinthians one nine. Yeah, well, Second Corinthians one one. Like I've got like verse two says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who comforts us in all our afflictions, yes, yeah. that we may be able to comfort others also with the same comfort with which we ourselves have received." Mm-hmm. And you just quoted nine. Yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to get that Bridge, whole thing because yeah. that is powerful. That's that's powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. bro. Is. What's going up for you this week? Um. I think I mentioned it early. Just work is busy. It's like holiday season, so I work in advertising. So yeah. a lot of people yeah. are yeah. running ads and a very, very busy time for uh, me. Um, we're coming, going to New York. That actually might change. Oh. I think we might pivot. Um, to where? To when? We don't know. Oh. Same time. Why is that? I don't. We we've just seen what's going on in the news and just with in New York, Israel, and just all of the protesting. Yeah, we're I gotcha. like, yeah. So. Offline, we'll talk. See, yeah, like, sure. is that something to be yeah, like? Sure. Is that just going to kind of put a damper on? I got you. Like, kind of not being able to get to certain places or something. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a potential. But yeah, we, regardless, we're going somewhere at the yeah. end of November. So we're just kind of hunkering down, grinding out work and and ministry and. Yeah, the, the pictures of that. your kiddos <laughs> from Halloween were adorable, dude. Sarah as the cow. I think I mentioned it. <laughs> That costume, if you follow me on Instagram, that costume she wears is like passed down. Every single <laughs> one of her, heirloom. she wore it. Her siblings wore it. <laughs> it's like a family Halloween costume. Your, did heirloom. your mom wore it? Your mom wore it? I mean, I mean, your wife wore it. She did as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah, yeah. fun. So there's like that's pictures fun. of all yeah. of them um, wearing that cow costume. So yeah, Sarah, Sarah knocked it out of the park and. So yeah, that was that's kind of what's what's going on for us. Just just work and excited for that trip coming up in in November. Yeah, I t- I, I uh, don't hate me for this, but I played a little Christmas music yesterday. What is that? What, <laughs> I, Daniel I, just cut a look over at I'm me. I'm like, fine. I'm fine with it, but I, I'm just I'm curious more from like a psychological <laughs> standpoint. Like, what is going on <laughs> for people? Like, like I'm not Christmas music? not like you're crazy. I'm just more intrigued of like oh, yeah. it. Like what, when what, I was a kid, yeah. like what, oh my god, it sounds so old when I yeah. say that now. Yeah, but like. It was it was after Thanksgiving was right. like the first day you would start listening to Christmas music and start putting yes. up the decorations. That is the way my I've mom put been. it up before Halloween. Your your mom did. Yeah, yeah, that's the Christmas tree. I, yeah, so so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if like getting old, you get more nostalgic, or you get you know Maybe. like you want to like hold these moments. I don't know, but um, you know you as you get older, I don't I haven't talked to a single person that doesn't feel this, but it feels 
you feel the time going by faster, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible itself like tells us to pray, teach us to number our days, yeah. right? So, so that's definitely a reality. But I, I used to totally be like a person of like no Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. That was my jam. I don't know what happened yesterday, honestly. I might start. I, I love Christmas. Music, I don't, yeah, by the way. I do Christmas, too. like, I think people are like shocked sometimes when I say this. Like, if I had, this is just a hot take. If I had to choose Christmas or yeah. Easter, I think I would celebrate like Christmas. Yeah, There's yeah. just like this lead-in period <laughs> of like things, yeah. this this awaiting Messiah yeah, being born. It's yeah. like there's just this cool. So I love Christmas music and just the whole lead-in of like the worship of preparing our hearts for the arrival of Christ. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. Like I, for me, there's something. There's a richness. There's a richness about Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Mm-hmm. To me, I almost see them linked together in in terms of on the calendar. Yeah, because they were they're they're the most family oriented times of, of holidays for for me historically, and and for me it always felt like you know like in school it was like finish the semester mm-hmm. because Christmas break is coming you know and yeah. it in and, and um there's there's. I feel like I'm in a season with real life where we've just been working so hard for so long. I'm like, Christmas season starts November mm. 1st now. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's what's going on or if I'm just middle-aging it or I don't know, but yeah. it was it was nice. I sent I sent Susan a little a little a screenshot from my Spotify, like on my phone, showing her that I was listening to Christmas music because she <clears throat> she starts listening to Christmas music. Yeah, in November, like November one. Is your tree our trees? No, up? our trees up. We probably won't put the tree up till after Thanksgiving. Mm. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Your tree is up. Yeah, in your Lauren, house. Yeah, Lauren's, Lawrence, put Lauren, your tree up. She's like, "Are you cool with after November first? Like November first, we Look put up at the tree." That. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow, Lauren Louder. Put a, put a present under the tree for me. You got you got fifty one days. According to my daughter Lily, we're fifty one days out from Christmas. There you go, Lauren Louder. Wow. So 51. you got fifty one days to put a you know. <laughs> a, well, now I'm entering the season where my mom told me straight up. She's like, "You get one gift now because we're all getting it for Rebecca and Sarah, our kids." So I'm at the stage where I get no more presents, and they just all get uh, given to. Them. I'll get like a new sweater or something. Yeah, so I'll get you some for Christmas. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Text me what you want. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the podcast yeah. today, DJ Daniel Cox. Thank you as always for uh, making sure we sound good and keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.